Hello and welcome to The A-List, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm Tom Crisman, Chief Creative Officer at Massimo Goldstein, an inspiring action agency in New York City. Today, I get to talk to Anselmo Ramos of Gut Agency, which is in Miami and Buenos Aires and about to be in Sao Paulo. I've been following him for a while. He, he founded David. Uh, the agency in Sao Paulo and then moved to Miami and then uh, left that to start Gut. We talk about uh, lots of stuff. He's, he's taking a Harvard class, so always learning. We talked about the Dove Sketches campaign. We talked about great clients like Fernando Machado of Burger King and uh, of Dove. And we're just, we just talk about the, the, the idea of uh, getting excited about this industry again, which is a, a constant theme here on the A-List podcast. I really like Anselmo. I think he's he's a real a true ad nerd as you'll hear in our in our interview. But first, the A-List is brought to you by Ad House Advertising School, advertising age called Ad House, New York's newest, smallest and arguably hippest ad school. Their philosophy, an ad class is only as relevant as the professional who teaches it. Ad House classes are taught by the best in the biz in the agencies where they work. You get 10 weeks of classes for just 600 bucks. To apply, go to adhousenyc.com. And for the latest news, follow AdHouseNYC on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at A-List Podcast. And you can check out DeMassimo Goldstein at digobrands.com. And now, my interview with Anselmo Ramos. Anselmo Ramos. Hi, Tom. How are you? I first met you, well, I didn't meet you. We were just meeting for the first time now. But uh, I first saw you at uh, the small agency conference where, uh, because I have uh, such little attention span, uh, I had to draw all the speakers. And I drew you, and it came out pretty good, uh, and I sent it to you. So uh, I I feel like we've got a a connection already. Yes. And uh, I framed that and it's like on my wall already. So thanks so much for drawing me. Oh, it that's so really cool. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was a great way of uh, taking notes at something where amazing, I, I wasn't sure. And your, your speech was really great. Uh, it was about why you started, uh, why you wanted to start an independent agency. Uh, and we're, exactly. we're going to totally get to that. Um, but uh, first, I want to start with uh, where where you grew up and and what what it was like being uh, young Anselmo. Well, I was born in Brazil, São Paulo. So I was born I was born and raised in Brazil. Um, I had a very happy childhood. You know, um, two brothers, one sister. Couldn't complain. Uh, you know, I used to play soccer in the streets of Brazil. My parents were pretty creative. My mom. Um, is a piano teacher. Oh, wow. And my dad, yeah, she, she's great. And my dad was an engineer, like a mechanical engineer. Uh-huh. And then, but like over the weekends, he would paint, he would do oil painting. So he was very creative. So it was, it was a very creative environment. Oh, wow. And, and my mom, you know, every once in a while, my mom would force me to do things like Anselmo, you know, you're running late for your piano lessons. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? You know, or Anselmo, you're running late for your boy's you know, for your first Boy Scout class. I'm like, mom, I don't want to be a Boy Scout. <laughs> so my mom was always, for- yeah, my mom was always forcing me to do all these things. Yeah. And um, so I ha- I hated her <laughs> back then. Now I'm really, now I'm really thankful, right? Um, yeah, you just so were like, mom, why do you keep signing to- me up for these things? And, and then, uh, and now you, know. you're glad she did. And 
I'm so I'm so happy she did. And then when I was uh, you know I think it was sixth grade, she um, she sent me to a German school, you know, and it's like a Waldorf pedag- uh-huh. uh, pedagogy kind of thing. Right. So it's a really creative environment. Like you have classes of drawing, sculpting, acting, gardening, knitting. Wow. Right? So and I, how old were you yeah, when you when you got sent to the school? I was like twelve, and and I was there all the way. You know, I finished high school there, so it was a very creative environment. I had no grades, like zero grades, right? And it was just very creative, you know. So and you were, know, I was did you German. were you upset about your mom moving you from your old school and losing all your friends and going to this new school? Was oh, that yeah. was that hard? Yeah, I was like, Mom, why are you sending me to German school where I'll be needing all day? You know, right. um, so I, I didn't understand, but, but you know, I, I think that's part of the reason I chose advertising because I just, I just love to write and draw. I mean, I don't draw, you know, as good as you, Tom, but uh, you know, I try. Um, and you know, I, I just, I just like to come up with ideas, you know, yeah. because I grew up in a very creative environment. We no grades, so I had no yeah. grades, so it was yeah. like insane, right? And did you say knitting? Knitting, yes. So you learned knitting in that school as well. Do you still knit? Well, not really. Not, I mean, not as much as I, you used I, to. Not as much, yeah. Well, you know, I, I wish I could, you know, like watch Netflix and knit, right? Yeah. But like, I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not um, really. And, uh, and so, so you, so when you were finishing, what's it like in, in Brazil? Is it, uh, is it different than so in America? We we uh, we, we start thinking about where we, we want to go to college, uh, and then we either go or we don't go. Is is that the same in Brazil? Were you like, oh, I have to go to university uh, after the German school, yeah. or? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, basically, at the in my last um, year of high school, I made a list of every profession. You know, it's just crossing out like you know, okay, um, a lawyer. I hate that. Like yeah. you know, doctor. I can, I could never be a doctor. I was just crossing out professions. Yeah. And the last one standing was advertising. I'm like, well, I like brands. I like to draw. I like to come up with ideas. I guess I'll give it a shot. And and it was just the perfect choice. I I love it. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's how I just that's how I chose advertising basically. And you you chose advertising, and then you went to what school to to learn it. I went to I went to a school in Sao Paulo. Um, it's a university called ESPM. Um, yeah, it was just you know four years studying marketing and communications in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And so it's a four year college, and it's all about marketing communications. And so they taught you the whole the whole business, like the client side. Yeah, and, but uh, I yeah. yeah, but I didn't really learn a lot mm-hmm. at, at college. Yeah. You know what I did is I started to work right away. So in my first year, like right after high school, I started working, you know, um, at an ad agency. And so I, w- I would work all day. Yeah. And then I'll go to college at night. Wow. For four how did years. you, how did you get yeah. that? How did you get that job? Um, I think it was a classified ad, like a newspaper, you know, that's how old I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, I just read, you know, they're looking for like a art assistant or something. It was a studio. I was, I mean, I'm a writer, right? But yeah. my first job was actually at a studio. Yeah. Um, so I just went there, applied, and they they just hired me. And you know, and you were and doing I was you were doing for, mechanicals, paste ups, 
that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. tops, mechanicals, exactly. And then one year after that, I'm like, you know what? I hate this. <laughs> I want to be a writer. So I, you know, I just answered like the owner's, um, you know, um, um, office. And I said, I quit. And he's like, why? Because I want to be a writer. And I left. <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I found a, a job again, you know, classified ad, like junior writer. And then I found a job, you know, at another agency in Brazil, yeah. really small. And then, you know, and then I started from there. So quit, quitting your job without a job, would you, would you have done that again? Would you, or would you have stayed there and like walking out? I would out? totally do that. I mean, I, yeah. I think, I think if I'm not happy, if I'm not happy, just leave, you know, find just something. Do it. I mean, exactly. You know, and then, you know, what I did is I, I went to, um, to, to that agency. Then I went to another agency and, there were just small shops, like, you know, um, local small shops in Brazil. And then yeah. when I was 24, I, I left Brazil and I went to Lisbon to uh-huh. work at, uh, why not Lisbon? Right? right. And as a writer. And that was amazing. That was my first time living abroad, yeah. um, you know, by myself, I had to learn how to do laundry and all that. <laughs> um, cause you know, I was still living with my mom, you know, and my dad yeah. so, uh, 24. Yeah. So, and, and then after that, I went to Madrid for three years. Yeah. And um, wow. as a writer. Wow. Which is, and I don't speak, I know at that point, you I couldn't speak, speak Spanish. Spanish, you know. Yeah. The, the only thing I knew was like, una cerveza, por favor. <laughs> yes. And, um, <laughs> That's like my Portuguese. <laughs> my then, Portuguese is un café, <laughs> un café, por favor. Uh, and then I say, obrigado. Perfect. Obrigado. That's awesome. That's yeah, all that's I got. Perfect. That's awesome. So, yeah. you know, I went to, to, to Madrid and then, um, so I had to, I had to write in Spanish, yeah. which is not my, my first language. And I think that was, a, that was an amazing experience because, you know, that forced me to avoid all the, you know, puns and, you know, play of words. And that forced me to concentrate on ideas. Yeah. And that made me a better, a, a better writer, actually. And then yeah. after three years, I came to the U.S. Wow. So when I came to the U.S. So wait, wait, before we get to the U.S., what was it like being at and like leaving uh, your home country, going to another country uh, and being a creative in Lisbon? Uh, What did you learn from that experience? Like, what was it the first time away? I know you you had all the, you know, learning to do laundry, but you could knit. You you had the knitting down. But um, (laughs) what, what, what did you learn at that first at that first place? Why, I, I think that I, I think that you know uh, in Brazil we have a very strong advertising culture. Mm-hmm. I think you know um, people just love advertising. Everyone, you know, it's like, true. It's so weird. It's, it's true. It's like it's so weird. Like my mom, right? She, she's just a piano teacher. She knows the names of the famous, you know, advertising guys in Brazil. Yeah. You know, and and it's just that's so weird. You know, and they're like rock stars down there. Yeah. And I think that's not, it's like, you know, it's like if anyone's mom would know who, you know, Droga is or who yeah. Dan Wyden is, which is really weird. Um, so I, when I, when I moved to Lisbon, I think, you know, I had a passion for the business that normally you, you, you wouldn't see there. And that made me different in a way. Right. Um, but, but I was there for just a year and then I moved to Spain, which yeah. was completely different. Yeah. Um, and Spain was, you know, was, was my first time, like, you know, in a, living in a really different culture because yeah. Port, Portugal and Brazil, it's kind of the same. I mean, 
same language, right? But Spain was completely different, and and that that forced me to get better creative. So yeah. it was it was amazing. You so know? you had to think of big ideas and not just uh, plays on words and 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 things like that. Exactly. Um, exactly. Who who were your partners there at at those places, or did you just kind of do whatever work with whoever you were? I had like different um, art directors, mm-hmm. you know, at different times. Um, in you know, so I would team up with like. In in Portugal, I I had like two different art directors, um, Jorge and then Cassio, and then in Spain I was basically with Cassio um, for like three years. Oh and wow! Then, so you moved with yeah, Cassio to Madrid from Lisbon. Exactly, exactly. And then after three years, I was like, I Madrid Madrid's a lot of fun, right? You yes. Party on every night. Yes. So I was just like, after three years, I'm like, I'm gonna die here, honestly, because <laughs> it's just. I mean, I was working hard, but it was a lot of partying all yes. the time because that's the culture. Yeah. So at one point, I'm like, you know what? I, you know, I just want to go. I want to go to the U.S. Right. Because yeah. that was always my dream. By the way, since I was very. So as a boy in Brazil, my dream was always to go to the U.S. And I don't know why. Maybe because of the American movies and the TV shows and all that. Right. I That was always my dream. So, you know, after three years in Madrid, I said, you know what? I need to go to the U.S. And did you and go with your plan. with your partner or did you just kind of say, like, I'm going to yes. go by myself? Yes. Okay. No, I, I, I came to the U.S. with Casio. Um, yeah. And I came to Miami, to YNR Miami. That was my first agency in the U.S. Wow. Um, and, and it was great. You know, my, back then, my English was terrible. You know, I'm still learning every day. But back then, my, my English was horrible. Mm-hmm. So I, for one year, Tom, I would take English classes every day at lunchtime. Wow. Every day. And I would bring like one show annuals, communication arts and DNAD annuals to yeah. my teacher. And I would just go like page by page, every ad, every like long copy ad, like what's this word? What does it mean? Tell me about this headline. I don't get it. Like page oh, by page. Wow. That 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 was amazing. That was like a, an amazing lesson for me. Like yeah. so, my English basically is. I learned English like you know with Tom McAdams basically. You know. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so you yeah, learn you learn the language you know. through the ads, and exactly and, That's how nerd I am. Yeah. No, uh, you are truly an ad nerd, and and I put something up on uh, just to your to your earlier point of of people in Brazil <laughs> love advertising. I've never gotten such a response on a LinkedIn post. I put up uh, <laughs> your article about uh, being an ad nerd and being at Cannes and, and yeah. back in the nineties, and how how excited I was to talk to you, and I and I linked to your name. And I've gotten more Brazilian friends, uh, obrigado, uh, everybody, uh, on LinkedIn now than I've ever experienced. It was just a, a flood of people. They love you down there. <laughs> well, you know, there are a lot of ad nerds out there. Yeah. You know? We all like, we all support each other. Yeah. Why do you think the Brazilian uh-huh. culture, uh, is it Sao Paulo, uh, in particular, or is it, is it just Brazil? Why, why Brazil? Why is Brazil so crazy for ads? Cause I, I have noticed that throughout my career as well. Um, it's basically Sao Paulo. I mean, you do have other markets like Rio and Curitiba. You have other, you know, cities, but yeah. you know, it, it's, it's very concentrated in Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so, I mean, in the U.S., the great thing about the U.S. is it's very spread it out. You can, you, you could almost choose like a state yeah. and then find a great agency there in the U.S., right. which is awesome. In Brazil, yeah. it's not like that. In Brazil, it's basically Sao Paulo. 
But I don't know. People just love it, you know. Yeah. People really are. I mean, not everyone, but you do have a group of people that they love this business, you know. Yeah. And that's the difference to me. I mean, I think, I think here in the U.S., advertising is not that cool, right? right. Advertising is just like you know, you go to a party and they ask you, "So what do you do?" And you say advertising. And it's like it's the same thing as saying I'm a dentist. Yeah. You know? It's the same. I mean, there's no reaction. Yeah. You know? It's not cool at all. Yeah. You know, what's cool is to be an actor in Hollywood or right. a director, but like. If you work in advertising, it's just whatever. Yeah, it's like, and I oh, actually think advertising. That that's good. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, want, you I, think that's good? It's actually good. Yeah. I think it's good, you know, it, because he, it keeps you grounded. Mm -hmm. We're not rock stars, you know? No. So I, you know, we're not. <laughs> so we're just doing ads. Yeah. So, you know, let's try to do the best we can. Yeah. But that's it, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, so you get to Miami, uh, YNR Miami, and I'm assuming you had connections through your YNR Lisbon uh, experience. And where, where were you in Madrid? Were you at YNR Madrid as well? I was at YNR Madrid and okay. was actually a transfer. So you're yeah. doing so you're doing the YNR experience. Um, and who are exactly. who are the top people at YNR at that time that you're sort of looking up to and saying I want to be like them? There, um, at that people? time, at, at that time in Miami, I was working with Armando, Armando Hernandez. And then like, um, after a while, like, but that was like some years later, mm -hmm. he was, uh, Tony Granger, mm -hmm. right. That he, he became, yeah. he became the global, um, CCO for YNR. Which I for an ad nerd, you were, you like, you were probably like, oh man, now, now's the time. Like he, it, he loves the, exactly. the awards and all that stuff. Exactly. So, but what happened, like, you know, I came to the U.S. in Miami. So at first I was working for like, you know, um, Latin America, you know, campaigns. Right. And then little by little, my English got better. So I started to work for general market campaigns because they just had like, you know, both kind of accounts. Yeah. And then like, I'm like, oh, great. I'm working English. And then <laughs> I had the same problem as I had in Madrid. Like yeah. I couldn't like. I couldn't use, you know, puns and play awards. So I'm like, I have to be very conceptual. Yeah. By the way, I, I strongly recommend to every writer out there listening, try to write in a foreign language if you can, because that makes you, I think that makes you a better writer because you need, you need to really think about what's the idea and the idea needs to travel yeah. and needs to work anywhere. So I think it makes you better. So after a couple of years, like in Miami, I, I finally got a job in New York at low New York, right? And that was with Gary Goldsmith. Oh, and, right. When he was there uh, and Dean, BMW. And Dean Hockelheim. Exactly. Yeah. So it yeah. was Gary Goldsmith and, and Dean Hockelheim. So they hired me. Wow. And, and that was amazing for me. You know, um, a Brazilian writer in New York. At that, at that point, there was like, there was zero Brazilians working in the U.S. And right now it's like, you have a lot. But like back then, I was the only like foreigner, you know, at the creative department. And then, um, and then Raz, it was a big agency. It was like 600 people agency in New yeah. York. And then, and then Raj came, Raj is Indian. Yeah. Raj is an art director. And then we had like, you know, a Indian art director and a Brazilian writer yeah. in this very American agency. And it was so <laughs> With interesting. Gary Goldsmith you know, like running everything. Yeah. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> exactly. It was so cool. Exactly. With those Texas boots, you yeah. know, boots. And so it, it was an amazing experience to me. And, um, so Raj and I, you know, um, I was working with him 
And I, I, I would also team up with other art directors like, you know, Melissa, Dustin, John. And that was the cool thing about Low New York. You know, we would be rotating every time, you know. So rotating I had like parties. seven art directors. Yeah. Exactly. All the time. And that was so cool. Um, yeah. So I was there for four years and it was an amazing experience for me. It was the first time really working the U.S. for big American accounts. Yeah. What accounts um, were you and, on at that I time? Learned, um, it was like um, Saab and um, God Milk, mm-hmm. um, like Johnson Johnson Johnson, um, GMC, mm-hmm. like like big you know big clients. Yeah, um, it, it was it was really cool. I learned a lot. Um, and then what happened was. I got an offer from Tony, right? Tony Granger mm-hmm. to go to Saatchi. And um, so I said, yes, that was my dream. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to work with Tony Granger um, in New at York. Saatchi. That was in New York, yeah. Before, mm-hmm. you know, that was before WNR, right? Before he went to WNR. So mm-hmm. he was at Saatchi. I'm like, okay, that's it, right? My career is, out, is finally happening. I'm working with Tony Granger, Saatchi, New York. And then, you know, uh, my wife got pregnant with our second child, um, Stella. She's 12 now. Yeah. But so, and then my wife was like, yeah, I'm not sure about New York, you know, oh. it's too cold. You know, yeah. we're, we're from Brazil, right? Yeah. And she's like, it's too cold. You know, I don't know. And that was, you know, so Stella would be born like in the middle of the winter in New York. Yeah. And my wife said, you know, I'm not sure. So, huh. so I, to I decided to take another Oh, of course, you know, yeah. this is the boss. Yep. So I, I just called, I just called like Tony and I said, Hey, I, I cannot go. You know, I, I changed my mind. I just can't for, for family reasons. So I, I, you know, after we talked, I hang up the phone and I was crying. Tom. I was crying. Yeah. I was like, you know, there goes my dream. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'll never work with Tony anymore. And, yeah. you know, and my career is just going downhill from, from now on. Yep. And I was just like very sad, but what, you know, everything happens for a reason. And then, um, so I came to Miami to a small shop, um, um Diego Heyman and partners. It was a very small shop and I was there for 10 months. Mm-hmm. And after that, I got the offer to go back to Brazil, um, oh, to become wow. the CCO of Ogilvy Brazil. Oh my God. Um, how did, yeah, how did you, was, how did you swing that? What, what, why did you, were you, were you winning awards? Were you, uh, like, how do you get to the point where people are like, Hey, that guy would make a great CCO of Ogilvy Brazil. <laughs> well, I had some awards, you know, I, yeah. I won some lions in Lisbon, in Madrid, like in the US, not a lot, but I had some awards, like some, you know, one show pencils, some mm-hmm. lions. So I had okay book. My book was, you know, it was okay. Um, but, but also the, the CEO of Ogilvy Brazil, you know, was mm-hmm. my friend from college, oh, same wow. class. Right. And then, you know, he's an ad he, nerd. He just, he, he is an ad nerd and he yeah. believed in me and he said, Hey, come here, let's do this together. You know, I'm the CEO, you become the CCO and let's change this. So that was 2007. Wow. And, and I just said, you know, yes, let's go back to Brazil after 12 years living abroad. Right. Yeah. So let's go back to Brazil. And when I, when I went back to Brazil, I was, I wasn't really Brazilian anymore. You know, I, 
I mean, I am Brazilian, but I was different because I was, you know, after four years in Europe and eight years in the U.S., yeah. I was, I was different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was amazing. You know, like for the first time I had like a hundred creatives, 50 teams. Wow. Um, back then, OGV Brazil was number, you know, like number five in revenue mm-hmm. globally, like between every OGV office, yeah. something like that. And it was number 43 in creativity. Wow. So, so, you know, we had a mission. We need to, you know, it's a, it's a big, big shop. Yeah. We just need, need to make it creative. And how do you, how do you do and, that? Like what, what, what is your, what is your goal at that point? What are your, uh, what are your metrics? What do you, what do you, uh, is it an awards? My, you know, what I saw when I decided to join, you know, first of all, I was like, okay, I'm going to work with Musa, you know, my friend from college, we're going to run this together. And also what I saw is a big agency with amazing brands. Like, you know, they had Dove and Hellman's and Coca-Cola. And I just said, you know, it's just, let's just have fun and do great work. And let's just, let's just go back to what David Ogilvy said. So what our strategy was basically just bringing back everything David Ogilvy said. Right. And we, you know, I would say things like, hey, everyone uses his, you know, his quotes. Everyone's quoting David Ogilvy. We are Ogilvy. So yeah. let's just like, you know, let's just leave what he said. And, and that's how we started. Um, like, give me, give me a couple, give me a couple of things that, that were things that the ways that he thought that helped. Well, you know, um, he said things like, unless, unless you have a big idea, you know, uh, unless your idea is big, it's going to be like a, like a ship in the dark in the ocean. He was very poetic, right? Or, yeah. you know, your wife is not, you know, your wife is not a moron, you know, and she's um, a he had so, yeah. she's a customer. It's like, yeah. she's a customer. She had so many great quotes. Yeah. And, and we just like started to print out every quote, like everywhere, notebooks, pencils, like posters. We just brought life. All he's saying. So you just found and, a credo in him and just said, okay, let's just, everything he said, let's just do it. Uh, let's and live up to the legacy. Exactly. Live up to the legacy. And Was there anything that you exactly. were like, well, that's, that's past, so we're not, were there any things that he said that you were like, well, it's changed now, so we can't do that anymore? Or? Well, he was very specific sometimes. You know, yeah. he would say things like never use white, white typeface or black background. Right. You know, well, not necessarily, but you know, right. okay, thanks, David. You got it wrong that one, but <laughs> but everything else was amazing, right? Yeah. Everything else was amazing. So, yeah. you know, um, and then we just started to to work very hard, and all uh, of Brazil at that time wasn't really creative, yeah. you know, and and you know, we were competing with our map PPDO in mm-hmm. Brazil, and you know, and I, I would just call everyone, the entire creative department, and the entire agency, and say. We're going to get better. We're going to be very creative. We're going to be number one in Brazil. We're going to be good one day. And, you know, I remember like at first, no one would believe me. Yeah. You know? And um, so I had to believe there myself. Yeah. First. And so that's why I read The Secret. Every three, four months, I read The Secret. Oh, The Secret. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The secret being that uh, what you think of, that is what. Uh, will happen, right? If you if you uh, exactly. you concentrate on anything, that's what you become. It, 
Exactly. It's basically creative visualization, right? The universe yeah. is done. Mm-hmm. So if you believe something's going to happen, it's going to happen. The universe will give that to you. Of course, you need to work hard, yeah. but you have to believe and you have to ask the universe and, and it will come, you know? And so I, I strongly recommend the secret. It's very cheesy, but I love it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, um, first year, nothing, second year, nothing. Um, you know, you know, also what happened is when I was at Ogilvy, I said, well, now I have money to hire everyone that I want, right? <laughs> I can just call, you know, all my video creatives and, yeah. you know, FNASCA creatives and DM9, DDP creatives. And then I realized that they, I couldn't afford anyone. Uh-huh. So that forced me to find creatives at unexpected places. Yeah. Really unexpected places. And where did you find this? And is like Moneyball. It's like Moneyball for uh, for advertising. Exactly. Yeah. It's so funny that you're, that you're saying that, but that's exactly what I say. Yeah. I'm like the Moneyball of ad agency because I'm like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I would find a creative like in London or in New York, like yeah. unhappy at a agency that wasn't cool, you yeah. know, and I would just bring them back to Brazil or I would hire someone from Ekin Erickson that wasn't really good. Right. Um, you know, back then. So yeah. I just take people really unexpected places that no one would go after them. And how did you how did and, you find them? You found them in the award annuals? Like what was the where were the places where you looked? No, no award annuals. I really I, I, when I hire people, it's really about the conversation yeah. and, and the, the potential. So I need to feel that there's potential there and also a spark in the eyes. Yep in a ambition. So it's not really about the book or the portfolio because oh, it could be really misleading. So it's really, it's really about the conversation and sometimes referrals. I think I really yeah. trust referrals. So if someone knows me and knows what kind of, you know, what, what I'm trying to do, yeah. if someone that I trust refers someone, I really respect that referral. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, after a couple of years of working really hard, we finally, you know, we started to win some awards. You know, awards to me, they're just a, they're just consequence of doing great work. Yeah. And and then what happened was after four years, we got to number one in the ranking. So Ogilvy Brazil became the most creative Ogilvy office, you know, from the 200 Ogilvy offices across the globe, right? And then what happened was global clients will call us and say, like Coca-Cola, you mm. deliver, they'll call us and say, hey, Get, get me those guys, you know, uh, on my account. Yeah, and and then we, we start to work on global briefs. Wow, and that's and that's how uh, real beauty sketches happen. Yes, in you, 2000, you, 2012. and that was the breakthrough that that made Ogilvy Brazil put Ogilvy exactly. Brazil on the that map. Was, exactly. So because of that, we became agents of the year in Cannes. Um, it was a very emotional moment. Yeah. You know, and I cried, I cried up on stage. It was like, you know, it was like a dream coming true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Dove Wheel Beauty Sketches, you know, it was an, a very special project. I learned so much doing it. Yeah. Um, the client was, the client was in London. The agency was in Brazil. The shooting was in San Francisco. It was mm-hmm. a very global project. Yeah. And, and we never, you know, and we had no idea what would happen because it was like, it was a truly social experiment. Yes. Um, and the client was amazing. You know, they were so brave just to approve that and to be willing to trash the whole thing if, if it didn't work. Right. Right. So, 
so we had no idea. So, and thank God it worked and, and it was amazing. Yeah. I, I, it was a lot of, a lot of learning. It's it, it, what I love about that. And in general, that the dove stuff is that it feels not like they're trying to prove something, um, but that they're curious about that thing. So they're curious about beauty and self worth and they want to understand it. Uh, and that makes me like the brand. Um, and that doesn't need to have anything to do with the actual, you know, proving to me that the product works. I feel like the, the just the act itself exactly. of doing that experiment, and that's a good word for it. Um, it's not an ad, yes. it's, it's an experiment, um, is great. And I, I feel like that, to me, that that is the best part of this business is that you get to do, like, that's not an ad at that point. It's like a science experiment. It's like a, a social uh, experiment. So um, kudos. That, that, that's exactly. really, really great work. How do you, how do you get... Um, because I'm sure the clients at Ogilvy Brazil uh, were there because they were comfortable with the level of work coming out of there, or was or were they kind of asking for better um, before you got there? How do you, how do you well, get well, clients to do better work? Is is I guess what I'm asking. Oh, it's so hard, Tom. <laughs> you, you know, asking for a friend. It's so. Oh, I know, man. It's so hard. I think the hardest, you know, to me, the hardest thing in this business is to find brave clients. Yeah. That's it. Everything else is hard, but it's doable. Like, you know, I yeah. think most agencies can come up with ideas, you know, they can, you know, find a great director to shoot them, you know, what I, it's fine, but find brave clients. That's, that's the hardest thing. Mm. So what happened with Dove is that was 2012. I was in Cannes. Um, I was dancing, right? I was in the middle of the dancing floor, celebrating some lions. That was 2012. And then, you know, there was a tap on my shoulder. And there was Erica, Erica Hoholik. She she was the global um, lead for the Dove account. And she was like, um, Anselmo, that was like 1 a.m., right? I was all sweaty and dancing. Yeah. And she was like, Anselmo, I want to introduce you to a client. I'm like, Erica, I'm dancing, you know, it's 1 a.m. And she's like, and she was like, well, this one is special. I'm like, okay. So I went there, all sweaty, and I met Fernando, right? Yeah. Fernando Machado. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was the client for Dove. And then, you know, we talked like for two minutes. Like, hi, hi, Fernando, Salmo, hi, nice to meet you. Well, let's reconnect after can. Yeah, okay. And then I went back to dancing. <laughs> so... After, so he basically said, Hey, I really like your work. I, you know, I've been following your work. I think, you know, we're doing great stuff. I would love to, for you to work on Dove. I'm like, okay, so let's, let's connect after Ken. Um, so after Ken, um, he invited me to come to London and just talk about Dove to everyone, right? Yeah. To the Dove team. And so I asked him, Hey, can I say whatever I want? And he said, Yes, say whatever you want. And I was very, I try, you know, I always try to be inspiring and, but also provoke somehow. Mm. And I basically said, you know, Dove was an amazing brand, you know, and, you know, at one point Dove won a Grand Prix Can Revolution. And that was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then it stopped, you know, and just became very functional. And I was just there, I was just telling the team, you know, you need to go back to that point, like where Dove was a leading brand 
like doing amazing stuff. So I was just basically provoking them and saying that they, you know, they had the right brand to be really ambitious and just go for it. So I went back home in Brazil and then Fernando calls me and he's like, okay, so you came here. You basically told us that we suck. <laughs> you, you provoked us. So here's a brief. Okay. Here's yeah. a brief. And then, you know, and the brief, and the brief was amazing. The brief was just one line. It was like, let's make women feel more beautiful. Wow. That was it. Okay. Yeah. It's an, it's a very powerful brief. And then, so, and then, you know, I, I went to the creators and I said, guys, guys, I did something very stupid. I just promised like a global client, a grand prix in camp. <laughs> and, and they were like, why would you do that? Right. And I'm like, and then I'm like, I was desperate. I was yeah. really desperate. So for two months, I was, you know, we was just like, we were just like looking at ideas every day. Yeah. And I had the entire creative department, a hundred creatives thinking about that. And, <laughs> and we saw like hundreds of ideas. Right. Yeah. And then, how would, you, know, how would then, you see them? I'm interested in that. Like, how, how do you, do you just, cause, cause I find that sitting and listening to people's ideas is sort of sometimes, uh, a, a, not a waste of time, but like they could be making more. Uh, if they just put, do you, do you just get them to send you piles of paper or how do you, how do you, you know, how did you do that? I think I, I, I usually do, um, something that's very democratic. Um, you know, back then we used Facebook. So basically, um, you know, we would create a page of Facebook, like photos. Yeah. And then every team could like upload a photo with yep. the idea. Like just like okay, the idea title, the description, a picture, whatever. So everyone Everyone saw think, everybody's work. Exactly. So everyone at the agency could look at everyone's work. Wow. And and actually like it and comment on it. Yeah. So I was using I was just back then, that was two thousand twelve, I was just using Facebook as a platform. Yeah. To to include everyone. In, even account people. Yeah. Right? Even like not only creatives. So, and it's funny, like, it would be really funny when you would see, like, a post and then just one like from the team that posted. <laughs> 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 you know? But um, but sometimes you see things with, like, you know, I don't know, 20 likes. And you go, wait a minute, you know, there's something here. Yeah. Uh, so, so it was very, it was very open very democratic. Yeah. Everyone could think about it, even like the assistants and the interns. Um, so, you know, after two months, we selected three ideas to show to the client. Right. And, you know, so we had a call and we, we showed like three ideas and one of them was real beauty sketches. Oh. And the client, like they saw it right away. They said, wow, this one is amazing. You know, and, and do you guys think it's going to work? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't yeah. know if it's going to work. Yeah, that's the right answer. Um, <laughs> exactly. And they were like, Are, so you were telling me that you don't know if it's going to work? I'm like, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I don't know if it's going to work. The only way to find out is by actually doing it. Yeah. But, you know, you were dove. You have money. You know, yeah. let's do it. Um, what, what do they, when, they, when were, they say work, what are they, what are they, what did, uh, what is, what does he mean by, will this work? Does I think, it, I think, you know, we just had no idea if the experiment itself would work. Right. 
You know, like like the comparison between the two drawings, like the core of the idea. We yeah. had no, I mean, not even we were. I mean, we weren't like really worried about the result. Mm. It was we were talking about the actual idea. Yeah, right. Um, so again, you need brave clients to just embrace something like that and yep. just go for it, right? Yep. Um, so thank God that worked, and then you know we won everything. Yes. And um, it, it, you know it was so funny afterwards. Every client would come to us and say, "Just give me a real beauty sketches." Yeah. <laughs> like 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 that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Tell me right away. Yeah. You know, tomorrow you'll yeah. have it. Um, How long did it take uh, in that process? How long did you do that process? The the Facebook sort of uh, throwing stuff up on the wall. Oh, we were doing that for every client. It was ongoing. Right. The Facebook thing was was like always on. Yeah. Always on. You know, like we had like a Coca-Cola page, a Duff yeah. page, yeah. a Hellman's page, yeah. you know. So every, anyone could come up with any idea at any given time and just and we would talk about it. Do you still do um, that now? Do you still do it in Slack or something? Um, right now, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a guy. It's very, you know, it's a startup. Yeah. I, I don't have a lot of people, so I can just put everyone in a room. <laughs> yeah, it can be a real talk. wall. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I, you know, so I can just, you know, talk to everyone at the same time. It's easier. Yeah. But yeah, we are very um, open about yeah. ideas. We're very democratic. We put everything on the wall. Everyone can talk. Everyone can, because it's not about my opinion. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course I have my own criteria um, and I have my opinion, yeah. but I, I, I really, when I'm judging ideas, I'm really looking across the room to see reactions, you know, yeah. to see if anyone's laughing to see if anyone is crying, mm. I, I just want to, I'm searching for reactions because we are all human beings. Yeah. If we, if we all like something there, you know, there's something there. And so it's not about my opinion, really. That's really, so, that's really uh, deep, but it's not about well, your but opinion. True. Yeah. It's not, you know, I, I listen a lot to people. I think I, I really listen to everyone. Yeah. You know, and I, of course, then I have my opinion. I can, I can agree or not disagree, but right. I agree or disagree. But I, you know, I try to listen to everyone. Yep. And then, you know, what happened after Cannes and after the Asians of the Year thing, um, we were there in Cannes, you know, the rose there was flowing and we said, mm -hmm. we can totally do this shit, right? So yeah. let's have an agency. And then that's when we tried to open David. Um, right. And that was like six years ago. Yeah. Um, and David was, was amazing. It was an amazing agency. I had, you know, we had three offices, Miami, Sao Paulo, Buenos Aires. We got to 150 people. We, we work, you know, we worked with amazing clients. We won a lot of awards. Um, I was very happy. And last year was the best year ever yeah. of my career at David. We won a list at it, you know, yeah. um, um, at age, at least we yeah. won at week breakthrough age of the year, everything. And you're still working then, uh, at that point with Fernando Machado at Burger King now, right? Exactly. So Fernando yeah. was my client at Dove. And then it was just a coincidence. It was really a coincidence or, or I don't know. It depends on what you believe. There are no coincidences in the world. Right. But like I was already working for Burger King when one day, he he basically tells me I'm going to Burger King. I'm like, what? I'm already working for Burger King. Yeah. He said, I know, I know <laughs> it's going to be amazing. So, 
so from Dove, he became my client at at Burger King, and yeah. um, and it was amazing, right? Yeah. Our first work together was Proud Whopper. Um, what was it? What then, was it called? Know, we, Proud Whopper. Proud. Proud Whopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. pride, the pride wrapper. Exactly. Which was, was just a. Uh, it was just a, a promo, right? It was just a thing you were doing in the Miami Burger no, King. No, it was like it was a rapper idea, basically, um, saying you know um, um, we're all the same inside. And it was called the Proud Whopper, and we did uh, at the San Francisco Pride Week. Oh, okay. Um, but you know that was our first idea together, and then we did like you know a lot of ideas over the last four years. Yep. With, you know, it was an amazing relationship, David and Birking. And so I was really happy, you know. But there was just one problem, you know. David wasn't mine. It wasn't mine. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't my agency. Right. It's WPP. So. It was WPP, you know. So, you know, it, it was great. I think David was the closest that, that I got to have my own agency, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really mine, right? So I was like a fake owner in a way. Right. And and then I said, you know, I think it's now or never. It's now or never. You know, I'm the best moment of my career. Let's yeah. do this. So I, I took the jump. And that was like a year ago. Yeah. Um, that's when, you know, I, I left David. And I found a gut. You found a gut. Exactly. And now, one, one year ago? One year ago, exactly. Yeah. Um, and when, uh, so you have an office in Miami and an office in Buenos Aires, right? Yes. And we're opening Sao Paulo this week. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. That's, is that news? I don't know. Are we breaking that news here? Well, I mean, dun, 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 dun. I got to get that news sound. <laughs> Matt, you'll, we'll put it in in post. No, no, no. I, yeah, the 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 Brazilian trade that they know about it, right. um, you know. I, it, but you know, it's it, yeah, it's pretty. It's you know, it's pretty. It's happening this week. So what are you? Are you are you basically doing the same thing that you've done, uh, or are there things that you're doing differently at Gut that uh, you never could before because you had uh, bosses and stuff? That's exactly the point, Tom. Uh, you know, it's funny, like. You know, here's the thing. I, I'm doing, you, you know, on one hand, I'm doing exactly the same thing, right? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm opening offices at the same places I had David before. So right now I have got Buenos Aires, got Miami, got Sao Paulo. That's it. Same yep. places. Yep. Same same cities. Um, in terms of the process of coming up with ideas and how we, you know, the way we, you know, generate ideas, the way we sell them, the way we you know, deal with clients is, is basically the same. Yeah. I think what's different is, yes, I don't need to call New York anymore. I don't need to call London anymore before anything. So mm. we are just moving way faster, you yeah. know, um, maybe too fast. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But like, you know, we're making a lot of mistakes, but like, I don't care. We're just moving very fast. Yeah. And um, at the beginning, it was actually weird. You know, I was like, you know, I can just have a decision right now. I don't need to call anyone. That's so weird. Yeah. Um, but like I got, I got used to it very quickly <laughs> and now I love it. Yeah. Um, but we're just like, like right now there are no excuses because I cannot blame anyone. Right. You know, I cannot say they anymore. Oh, yeah. they don't want, or they haven't replied the email. There's right. no more they. It's just us. Yeah. Um, 
And we're very happy, you know, we're very happy. It's still very early stages. You know, we are like, we are like 21 people as of yesterday. Uh-huh. So we're, we're very small. We're just starting and, and having fun, you know, and, and you're, but, based, but yeah, you're based in Miami. You're sitting in Miami right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm based in Miami. My partner, Gaston, um, is based in Buenos Aires. Okay. And, and, uh, and we have a leadership team, um, for the Sao Paulo office. So it's, it's great. I'm really happy. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I haven't been so uncomfortable in my life. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I haven't been so happy in my life. You know, yeah. I, I'm only happy when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I, right now I have zero, um, AOR contract. I have zero awards, not even <laughs> one short list. <laughs> so I, and that's a great feeling because I need to do everything all over again. I need to prove myself everything all over again. So I, I love that feeling, right? So yeah. it's, it's a blank page, the blank page in front of me. Um, other than, uh, and, and you're taking, now you're taking to talk about like the, cause I think a lot of people that listen to this, uh, podcast are in advertising, uh, or want to get into advertising. They don't know how to do it. They, they don't know what they need to learn. They maybe feel like they've lost their, their sort of mojo. And, um, I always say like, go back and take more classes. Now you are taking, uh, a Harvard class now. On uh, on OPM yeah. OPM I think it is right. What is that? That's office. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's owner present manager. Oh, okay, yeah. owner present manager. Um, and yeah. that that is uh so give give me a little give me a little crash course on what you're what you're learning. Give us uh give us a little hint into into the world of uh, what you're doing these days in that class. Well, here's the thing. My my background is creative, so I used to be a writer back then. Now I only write emails, right? But I used to be a writer. So I, you know, uh, as, as you grow in the profession and you become ECD and then CEO, little by little get exposed to numbers Mm -hmm. and the other side of the business. Mm. Um, but, but only until a certain level really, you know? So even when I was the founder of David and the CCO of David, Mm. I was, I was involved, but not a hundred percent, Right. you know, and because again, it's not my agency, it's a WPP company. So, you know, so when, when I decided to, to, you know, okay, I need to be a, a, a more complete leader yeah. and I need to understand more about the business. Um, I was just looking for ways to, to compensate for that side that wasn't natural to me. Mm. Um, and then I was reading a book called Dream Big. It's called in Portuguese, it's Sonho Grande. Mm-hmm. It, in English, it's Dream Big from the three founders of 3G. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, a, it's an amazing book. And then, at, you know, in the book, they mentioned this course. They mentioned that, you know, most of them, most of these executives, they take the OPM Harvard course. Mm. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, that was like four or five years ago. And since then, I was just obsessed about this course, learning about it and asking, you know, some people that took it. Um, and, and then I finally applied and I don't know how I got accepted. <laughs> Apparently, Harvard is accepting anyone now. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, it's, it's very, it's a very humble experience. Yeah. Because you have, you have classes of, 
um, sales, strategy, mm. finance, leadership. Um, it, it, it's just, it, the professors are, are amazing. The, the class is basically like 150 CEOs or company owners. Yeah. Sometimes in second, third, or fourth generation. Um, really inspiring leaders. And it's a very, and you know, uh, it's, it's a very humble experience. You know, you learn a lot. I mean, half of the time you go, okay, I think I'm doing that. <laughs> I just didn't know that that was the name or I, you know, right, that, right. you know, the concept was called like this, but I, I was kind of doing that. Yeah. And half the time you go, Oh my God, I had no idea. You know, I really need to get better and implement that. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, what, what, what is one thing too. you need to get better at? What, what do you think uh, you need to oh, get better at? Tom, <laughs> we would need like uh, another two hours for that. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I have like, I like, I just finished uni two and I, I was just cleaning out like a notebook with like notes. Yeah. And I had an entire notebook with notes that I, I need to implement. At yeah. that. And it's just like a lot, but you cannot implement everything overnight, uh, yeah. you know, like in one day. It, it's it's all about sequencing. So maybe this year I'm gonna I'm gonna implement two things, right? And maybe next year I'm gonna implement like another two. And but I have stuff to implement for the next ten years. Yeah. Um. And but you know, it's you learn a lot. You learn a lot from the professors, and also from your peers. Um. Right now I have a WhatsApp group with 150 CEOs. Wow. <laughs> and it's amazing it's amazing right it's great and the stuff that you learn is amazing and you know i i'm i just finished like unit two i have one more unit um before i graduate next year yeah but like you know before unit one i was you know when i found out that when i found out that i would have finance classes i was desperate i was like oh my god finance (laughs) you know I had no idea. I thought yeah. I thought that I would have grades and stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so, but you know what's funny? Like you were there, like learning finance, and and all the CEOs are just calling their CFOs back home. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> hey, can you help me with my homework? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like it's a different level, but um, <laughs> but you know, it, like you know, one thing that you learn about finance, for instance, is everything is about strategy, even finance. Yeah. So it's not a finance is not a separate thing. Right. It's it all leads into the big whatever. brand strategy of exactly. whatever gut, gut wants to be connected. Yeah. Exactly. Everything's connected. Even finance. Everything's connected. You know, in terms of like what kind of agency you want to be. Right. What kind of company you want to build, and then everything goes from there, from that vision. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's it's amazing. But I think just. I think everyone should, you know, every once in a while, take a moment to stop and learn and yeah. get and get uncomfortable and get exposed to new things and just learn, you yeah. know, because we are so consumed by the day to day that sometimes we, we don't do that. And to me, it's been very, it's a, it's been very valuable, especially right now because I'm starting a new company. So it's a blank page. So, yeah. I can shape the company any way I want. So it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. And you are, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're out there on LinkedIn, just kind of showing the world what you're learning. And, and I, I love your, your openness and your transparency and, um, 
you put something on about servant leadership uh, a, a week or two ago, and um, I'm I'm a big believer in that, and and I'm trying to get there uh, with with my team um, and be a servant to them. Uh, and it's so hard because uh, the you know the industry has taught us to you know you got to be a star, you got to be the one who's doing the stuff, and it's <laughs> it's so hard to. Um, to let go and to just kind of know that you're you're just there for your team, and I, I love the story about about you putting all this stuff up on on Facebook walls because it shows a, a courage and a and a confidence that I think is is rare. Thanks, Tom. I think um I think you were you were talking about that post where I said um, we don't they don't work for you, you work for them. Yeah, and and I really believe that. I think um. I think, you know, one of our secrets, if you will, is find great people, mm. inspire them, nurture them, let them grow, let them work. Mm. And, and, and it's not about get out of the way. It's be there with them, yeah. you know, support them, help them, provoke them, mm. inspire them, protect them. But, you know, you are, you know, they are the ones making it happen. You just need to support them. But, but it's a very, you're right, it's, it's a fine line, and we need to find that line every day. You yeah. know? And right now, I'm just, I'm in a phase of my career that I, I, still, need a, you know, I still need to learn a lot. Uh-huh. I, 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 I always say that we, nobody knows anything. Yeah. I really believe that nobody knows anything. It's true. But whatever I know so far, I'm, I'm trying to just to put it out there. You know, like no secrets, like zero yeah. secrets. I'm putting everything I know. I if it comes to me, I'm just writing and putting it out there because it's so hard. Anyways, even even if everyone like publishes every secret like tomorrow, it's still hard. Yeah. You know, there's no there's no formula. There's no. It's just hard. So yeah. I'm just putting everything out there and you know hoping that I can help somehow or inspire or yeah. But because you know we need to we need to support each other. It's very hard. Yeah, and I think you are you are you are inspiring people. Um, and I can't wait for people to hear this um, and your story. Uh, is there anything that I didn't ask you about? I just I'm I'm conscious of your time. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that uh, that I haven't asked? I I just no. I think you I think it was it was a great chat, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. I I just I just think that you know we need to get passionate about advertising again. I feel that I feel our industry is so cynical lately, mm. like questioning the future of what we do. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's been, data. that's been, I mean, you know, that's been happening for 30 years, you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it, when yeah. I was at Ogilvy direct, my first job, uh, people were talking about how TVs are going to be, uh, you know, you're going to just be able to buy things through your TV uh, you know, this is before the, uh, the internet happened. Uh, you're going to be able to buy things through your TV and what, what, are, we're not going to be necessary anymore. Cause uh, why would you watch an ad if you could just buy the thing? You know, it's like, you guys yeah. have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> um, I, I agree. Yeah. And it's, I think yeah. it's the same here. And I, I think it's all about, uh, what you talk about, which is being passionate and, and yet, this is a pretty cool job. This is a pretty cool oh, thing to be able to do, yeah. to be the creative people who come in and try to help businesses solve problems with creativity. That's, that's, that's exactly. worth everything. So, that's, robots will not be able to do that anytime soon, 
I don't think. Never. No, yeah. never. You yeah. know, it's I don't know. So I'm not going to say never, but because uh, <laughs> I don't want yeah, the robots mad ever, at right? me and so on. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, let's just be passionate about advertising again. It's a great profession. You yeah. know, we're helping business. We're, we're helping, like, you know, businesses solve their problems through creativity and communication. Mm. How cool is that? So let's just, you know, let's just be happy and let's celebrate, you know, ad nerdness out there and let's, let's have fun, you know? Yeah. Let's celebrate the ad nerds. Well, from one ad nerd to another, uh, I am so uh, <laughs> pleased that you uh, got on the phone with us today. Uh, and I know that everybody's going to be excited to listen, uh, especially the people in Sao Paulo who keep uh, LinkedIn uh, posting <laughs> me. I have to learn. I think I have to learn Portuguese now. Uh, listen, you, thanks so much for having me, Tom. It was a great chat. And, and yes, I think you'll probably get a lot of uh, Brazilian followers. <laughs> well, it is a big country, so we'd love to, we'd love to have them. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, we will see you at Cannes, I'm sure, this year. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you, see you at the Crosette, exactly. See you on the Crosette, yeah. I, I will. I will be watching you from afar. I'm sure, but uh, well, but yeah, well, I, I I'll try to get there. I don't have anything. No, I don't have anything yet. Competing. I, I need to work and get accounts. My last time there, I was freelance, and I went just because I just wanted to go to Cannes. <laughs> I think it was 2012, actually. Now that you, now that you mention it, uh, I think when you were meeting Fernando Machado, I was I was probably out there on the dance floor myself, not meeting Fernando Machado. Uh, but, but I think, you know, here's the thing, right? I mean, first time, first couple of years that I went to Cannes, I stayed myself. Yeah. Right? Yep. I stayed myself and I was sleeping on a friend's room. I was sleeping on the floor of a friend's room. Yeah. Because I had no money. I love that but story I, I of found- you taking the, the boards out of the garbage, <laughs> of the award-winning stuff and uh, taking it home. Taking as in stealing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was basically stealing the boards from Cannes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's how that's much of an right. ad nerd you were. I know. I that's the level, crazy. though, that I think everybody needs to get back to is like, let's get excited about the best stuff. You know, exactly. Let's all let's share it. Cynical about it. You know, yeah. let's just like, this is a great profession. Let's talk about ideas all the time, every day. Yeah. And, you know, yes, it's hard, but, you know, everything's hard. Yeah. But if, if you're not having fun, it's harder. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Thank yeah. you so much. And, uh, Tom, and thanks so much for I'll, having uh, me. It was, it was great chatting with you. As soon as we're, uh, we've got this cut, I just have to do a, an intro and an outro, and then we'll send it off to you, and you can, you can listen and, and let us know if there's anything uh, you'd like to change or cut or add or whatever, and we can do that. Okay, cool. Sounds like a plan. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Anselmo. Talk soon, Tom. Thank you. Bye. You made the So that was my chat with Anselmo Ramos, all the way from Miami. What a great guy, so passionate about the business and continuously improving himself uh, and getting better at what he does. Just such an inspiration. I want to take that Harvard class now. Matt, we should take it together. This has been the A-List brought to you by Ad House Advertising School. I'm Tom Chrisman. Thanks for listening. Please rate us and subscribe to the show on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to be interviewed for an upcoming episode, contact us through AdHouseNYC 
A-List.com. The A-List is recorded at Gramercy Post in New York City. Our engineer today was Matt Stillo. Our producer was Casey Valigursky. Thank you. And to our Brazilian listeners, obrigado. <laughs>